Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm coming home to Roto World. I'm bringing Roto World back. We're bringing Roto World back, guys. Roto World's coming back. Cheers. Bottoms up. Many other drinking terms to you. My name is Matthew Berry. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. Jay Croucher is next to me. We're going to meet him in one second. But welcome. Jay, I just want to point out before we get started with anything else. Mm. So this is set. It's a set. It's a work in progress. Can you see all the way in the back? Like, you're like, oh, wow, Matthew's got his name in the title. It's so exciting. Like, is everything like And then, but like, look, they've got Cowboys. They've got stupid Cowboys in the back. Everyone knows I'm a Washington Commanders fan. This is awful. It's awful. We will change the set. Literally, like, if, can we get a shot of this, like our sad jersey wall here for a second? It's a couple of Washington players, great, and Chad Pennington, because our producer, Matt Casey's a, a Jets fan. Like, we, we're going to fill that out with more jerseys, but we're a work in progress. We're building the ship as we... Uh, uh, as we drive it here, uh, but let's meet you, Jay. You are the Jay. You are the the head of trading for PointsBet, and you have been for five years. Uh, you've obviously done a lot of stuff with NBC Sports, obviously in connection with a partnership that NBC has with PointsBet. But people don't know who the hell you are, and and I think people also don't know what the head of trading for PointsBet does. So talk to me about that. Yeah. So I set the lines basically. Okay. So when we talk about Cowboys are three-point favorites over the Eagles. That's that's my job. Okay. And it's not just football. Like, we do all sports. So, if we want to do a happy hour on Portuguese soccer, I can do that as well. You but can. Yeah, I can do that. Good. You but, can do that with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I, I am not going to be the Portuguese soccer guy here. Yeah. Um, when but, I came uh, over to NBC, they may, they promised me <laughs> yeah. no Portuguese soccer. No it's, it's in small print in my, uh, in my contract. So, so, do you have to – now, do you, do you oversee a team of traders? Big team of traders, yeah. All over the world, Australia, where I'm from, right, uh, as we can probably discern, uh, Europe and in the U.S. And so we're covering all sports, but NFL tends to take precedence. Yeah, I would, I would think so. And that's your, that's your focus here. And I think, basically, you have to, to be a head trader, to set the lines, you have to really know your stuff because otherwise the company takes a bath. Yeah. Right, you know, as far as I can tell, points bet still in business, still profitable, still doing well. So you obviously are doing a pretty good job there. We're still in business. Yeah, I think the thing with setting betting lines is you're accountable for them. Right. It's not like an opinion that can disappear into the ether. Like, no, you can lose like a million dollars if you're wrong about a line. So the first week of NFL season when I was here, it was the Ravens against the Dolphins. I think the Ravens are seven point favorites. This right. is Lamar Jackson's MVP season. Yeah. So I'm watching the game in the points bet trading office with the CEO next to me because it's our first week in football and we lost about a million dollars on the game. So I was thinking it was back to Australia 
to uh, to be a lawyer or whatever, but uh, we pushed through after that. Pushed through after that, and you find yourself here on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, where we will drink. Listen, I, I'm no longer on Disney, so cheers <laughs> to that. You know what I mean? And uh, look, what do you do when you're playing fantasy football? You're talking with your buddies. You're drinking. This is network. NBC is the network of Kathy Lee and Hoda, who you know are really broke the mo- broke through the uh, the glass ceiling, if you will, of drinking on television. So you know. Uh, Red Solo Cups, um, any beer sponsors out there, by the way? Your logo here. Just something to think about. Just putting it out there for anyone is interested. Hey, all right, so a lot of news headlines. Let's get to the Roto World headlines. We're bringing Roto World back, as we said. I actually, uh, I started my career on Roto World, Jay. I heard about that. I heard about this. I think we actually, we found my very first article ever uh, on Roto World. Here it is. This is the very first football article I ever wrote. Roto World, you can see there, I talked about some football players, including these were like some, it was in the end of the season, my very first football column, so it was like keeper guys to grab for Dynasty, and you can see, like, if you look closely, like Troy Hendrickson, but like uh, Troy Hendricks and Kevin Barlow, but I did have one quarterback on my mind. Do we have that? Drew Brees. This is my very first Roto World article. He looked pretty good filling in for Flutie against Kansas City, didn't he? He's a good guy to get now and use as a bye week guy next year. And then he's your guy the season after that. That was uh, Drew Brees' rookie year. Um, uh, so uh, that worked out for me. That, worked that out. was a call that worked out for me. Worked out for Brees. That worked out for Brees as well. I think that's what propelled him was being in my, my dumb first ever Roto World article. So long history with Roto World. I'm thrilled to be bringing, out, uh, bringing back the brand. Uh, and you'll see it more and more prominent as the season goes on and next year as well. All right, let's get into some big news. Uh, and first off, I don't know if you heard about this. Tom Brady's back. Yeah, I heard. Um, he's coming back to the Buccaneers. He was, he was out. A lot, of, a lot of rumors as to where he may be. Uh, <laughs> fan, uh, the social team at Fantasy Life um, uh, suggested that he might be doing the mass Singer. <laughs> I can either, con- can either uh, confirm or deny. But my question to you about Brady is there's been some injuries on the offensive line, right? So he's really only got Wirfs and, um, uh, and Donovan Smith back from last year's starting offensive line. Yep. He loses Aaron Stinney. Uh, Ryan Jensen also banged up as well. Brady's bad under pressure. Yep, he how, is. How, con- how concerned are you about this offensive line? Not too much yet, because I think it has been a little bit of an overreaction. It's not like he's Justin Fields behind the Bears' offensive line, which is like Riley Reef, me, yeah. you, and then right. two random other guys. Like, he's still right. got Worth Smith. That's a really good tackle, Joe. He brings in Shaq Mason. Yep. And the thing with offensive line is that if you have one injury, it's okay. Generally, you can cover. It's when you have a cluster of three or four, like what happened to Mahomes in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, where all right. of a sudden it's just completely unviable. So I think that... With those three guys entrenched, we know what we think will be pretty good. And then Robert Hainsey, I mean, they drafted him in the third round. Like, he's had a year. He should be fine. The other guard position's a bit of a worry. But I think that Brady will be okay. It's just if there's another injury, that's when I'd start to worry. Yeah, I mean, look, when he's under pressure, that's the way to get him. Like, last year, when he was under pressure, he completed 44% of his passes, 25th in the NFL. He's bad under pressure. Now, again, last year... He had the lowest sack rate among qualified quarterbacks. They kept him pretty clean. Yep. Uh, so I have him at QB5. I'm not moving him off that. It does make me think maybe do they – there's two things that, that uh, make me think. Uh, first off, it, it furthers my theory that Gronk is coming back sooner than later because Gronk's yeah. a great blocking – for all the, the Gronkness of it all, and, you know, he just did whatever the Gronk cast. The, the fact is is that 
Rob Gronkowski is actually a fantastic blocking tight end as well. So I feel like maybe Tom increases the, come on, Rob, get off the beach, put down the beer, let's go. (laughs) Get back here. we got to do this one more year. The other thing that I think is um, that's interesting here is the concerns are, does this offensive line, are are the injuries to the offensive line concerning to you about Leonard Fournette? And for me, I think, because when you think about who else they have on that depth chart, you know, they have Rashad White, the rookie, they have Keyshawn Vaughn, like Brady, Fournette's not coming off the field because, again, he's going to want a a veteran running back that's good in pass pro. So you've got two young rookies. I mean, Keyshawn Vaughn couldn't find the field last year. Like, they wouldn't let him on the field. So I think even if Fournette is slightly less efficient because it's not as great a a, a offensive line, the volume is going to be insane here. Yep. Yeah, I think it's just something about Leonard Fournette where it just feels like he's destined to disappoint. Like, I always think of the guy who yeah. averaged, he was, what, 3.3 yards per carry in Jacksonville one year. He's obviously taken as a extremely high draft pick. And so. I and think they didn't that, give him a fifth-year option. No, I mean, exactly. Jacksonville, he was done. Like, yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were bad, yeah. were like, we're good to let you go. <laughs> yeah, you're out, Leonard. <laughs> we're out, Leonard. And it's only he resurrected his career in Tampa Bay. But you were saying, I interrupted you. Well, I think that, yeah. He's someone who really depends on a perfect context. I think Brady can, yeah, it's not great if he's getting pressured, but he can still subsist with what's still there on the offensive line. I would be more worried about what's going on at receiver because Chris Godwin, we need to see what he looks like coming off the injury. We need to see what Julio Jones looks like. Training camp viral video is not great at this point, but then Mike Evans, who... Mike Evans like Jimmy Butler in the NBA. He's always carrying something. Like, he's something yeah. always wrong with his hamstring, right. like Butler's knee. And so he needs to be healthy. And if they are all fit, then yeah, then it's an amazing offense as it was last year. But something will get a little bit creaky. Yeah, a little bit. I feel like, you know, Fournette is such a weapon in the pass, uh, the passing game. 69 receptions. He's the third best running back in terms of total receptions last year. And again, Brady likes to dump up the running back. And especially if he's getting some more, he's getting more pressure you know, I think he'll he'll dump it off. Look, I have Brady at I, I have Brady at QB five, but I think if you take him anywhere in that top eight, it's fine. He's not going to run. The passing volume will be insane. Again, I don't think Tom Brady came back, came no. out of retirement <laughs> yeah. to hand the ball off. Yeah, I think the volume should be there again, even if he's not as efficient as he has been in previous years. He was the third best quarterback in fantasy, so we're dinging him a little bit. Patrick Mahomes, newsflash, yeah, still looks good. like Patrick Mahomes. He's good, good, right? Yeah, really good. Uh, so I think there were some questions about, about Patrick Mahomes and will he still be the same guy without Tyreek Hill? I feel like, yeah, he's still <laughs> yeah. going to be Patrick Mahomes. Like, ask and answer. Like, I'm, I'm surprised this was a question as much as it has been this offseason. Yeah, I think the weird thing with Mahomes, which maybe has gotten a little bit forgotten about, but he was pretty bad for two months in the middle of last season. And then he turned it around and he was really good in the playoffs until he really wasn't with that disastrous second half against Cincinnati. But I don't know. I think that obviously they're worse without Tyreek. But at the same time, I feel like Mahomes also got a little bit attached to Tyreek where you can tell that Mahomes, he wants to throw deep. He wants to throw deep every single occasion. He wants to run around in the pocket and do his Patrick Mahomes thing. And then I think that when they took Tyreek away, they really... They really struggled in that two-month stretch. But look, Mahomes is as talented as any quarterback. And the good thing about his weapons is that he's just got lots of them. So yeah. if Mikol Hardman doesn't work out, all right, let's try Sky Moore. If Sky Moore doesn't work out, there's other players. There's Juju Smith-Schuster. There are going to be guys to cycle through, and they're just going to hit on some of them. So that's the thing. I think in some ways, I know it seems insane to say, like, hey, we're taking away Tyreek Hill, and this is a good thing. It's not, obviously. He's one of the best players in the, in, in the NFL. So 
look, that's a downgrade. Having said that, sometimes to your point, a quarterback feels like I've got to feed this guy. I've yep. got to look for this guy. And so having more of a uh, more of a committee approach, if you will, sometimes frees up a quarterback to look around. So you, you see the guys there. You didn't mention Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He's there yep. as well. So, again, you, you talk about the deep threat. You've got Juju, Miko, Hardman, uh, and MVS can all absolutely fly, right? I mean, so in Sky Moore, we didn't even mention Justin Watson, right? And yep. Justin Watson has been playing ahead of Sky Moore uh, so far in the preseason. Uh, we'll talk about him a little bit, but I feel like Sky Moore, who's like a, who's been like kind of a sexy sleeper, he's a guy that, to me, should should be dropping. Like we're going to do a risers and followers segment coming up here in the show, and to me, he's a faller. The question posed to us. So my producers give me questions, just so you guys know, like because they're like you're probably gonna be dr- you're going to be drunk halfway through the show, Barry. So like here's something to pay attention to. So the question our, our producers are asking us here, Jay, mm. which Chiefs pass catcher is the best target? at ADP. I like Juju Smith-Schuster. Make no mistake. I mean, you know, Kelsey's currently going as tight end one. He's 13th on Yahoo. I prefer more in the middle of the second round than at the end of the first round. I do think he's going to catch 100 balls this year. Like, I think Mahomes is always going to look for Kelsey. I'm not worried about the fact that he's 33. I think he's, I think he's a, you know, genetic freak of nature. The, The rules don't apply with him. But you look at Juju Smith-Schuster, who's going 70th overall on Yahoo. Again, people forget how good Juju Smith-Schuster was those first couple years in Pittsburgh. They only remember the the slot receiver from the last two years with Big Ben, noodle arm Big Ben, and like they turned him into Ryan Switzer. They turned him into this like this this they turn they tried to turn him into like Julian Edelman, like a bad version of Julian Edelman. Like everything's going to be close to the line of scrimmage. We're not going to give you any separation because again, Ben just couldn't throw, and. But now he's got Mahomes. So Juju Smith-Schuster, who's still only like 25. Yeah. People forget that yeah. too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so if, I don't know. For me, I'm all in on Juju in an Andy Reid offense with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, uh, a young player who's going to play the slot but can can line up outside, can do every route that you need. And to your point, if the high if they do the high the two high safety thing again, and they're yeah. like, we're only going to give you the underneath stuff, Juju's going to eat. And if they start playing a man, Juju's fast enough to beat that. Yeah, I hate agreeing with you, but I think Juju is the guy. I think that, you know, you look back at what he did his first two seasons, and, and then there are reasons why he wasn't good. He was injured, he's been constantly injured, and then Big Ben hasn't thrown anyone open for five years. And now we Correct. get Patrick Mahomes. Huh. So he's in that, in that Allen Robinson zone of the guy who gets the quarterback now who can unlock so much of what he can do. So, yeah, I think Juju's the guy. Let's move on to the Buffalo Bills here. And I thought, you know, listen, small sample size, of course, but big shock. Bills' offense looks as good as That's advertised. One of the kind of uh, big stories here in, this, in the preseason, Jay, since we've been gone, has been the rise of Isaiah McKenzie. I think a lot of people saw Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley leave this team. They were like, okay, we all expect Gabe Davis to take a massive step forward. I love Gabriel Davis. You know, I am at wide receiver 26. I am at 57 overall. Yep. Yahoo is going 69. So I'm, I'm all in on uh, Gabriel Davis. And Isaiah McKenzie has sort of risen up as well. I think people thought, oh, Jameis Crowder is going to be the Cole Beasley role. Hmm. But no, no, no. When Josh Allen has been out there with the first-team offense, it has been Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and in the slot, Isaiah McKenzie. So I want to talk real quickly about both these guys. First off, in terms of, uh, in terms of Gabriel Davis, I've made this point before. You and I have, you and I have done a, a rehearsal show or two. Um, Gabriel Davis, and I put this in my 100 Facts, which is available now on NBCSportsEdge.com. I'm a company man. Um, 184 targets. Hmm. Manuel Sanders and Cole Beasley leave 184 targets. 
uh, up for grabs. Last year, Gabriel Davis 98th in targets among wide receivers. 98th. Yeah. Like he, he had 11 different games where he ran t- less than 20 routes. Mm. Like, he just wasn't on the field, and yet he was still, despite the fact that he was barely out there, top five in the NFL among wide receivers in end zone targets. When he was out there, Josh Allen was looking for him when he was in the end zone. He's had five games last year where he got five or more uh, targets. He scored in four of them. Yep. And then, of course, we all saw the four-touchdown game in the playoffs. So I, I want your thoughts on Gabe Davis. And also, are you interested in Isaiah McKenzie as a late-round flyer? As a late-round flyer, maybe to buy into some potential injury risk for Diggs and Davis. But no, I think that Davis, it's funny because it's, it's become cool to swerve Gabriel Davis. Like, it's, it's cool to kind of ride off the 201 yards and the four touchdowns. But, and Did then you he, call me cool? Are you calling well, me cool? N- no. <laughs> I'm saying yeah. that. I, I was going to say because that would have been the first time <laughs> in history. I think that with Davis, like, people, they ride off that game because they look at his season-long stats. But... I mean, he didn't start. He wasn't starting. Sanders was starting. And right. Davis has got, he's got so much scope. You know, all the advanced numbers love Davis. And I think that, I, I don't think it's out of the world, out of the world of possibility that he could outperform Stefan Diggs this year if everything goes right. I love that. By the way, 20, plus 2,500 to lead the NFL in receiving touchdowns. Yeah. I like that bet. I don't mind it. And right. look, the Bills, they're the Super Bowl favorite. Josh Allen's right. the MVP favorite. A lot of Bills love in the betting world. Yeah. And as, a lot of touchdowns. As well they should. I'm, again, I'm just saying this is, he's a big red zone target. Yep. Um, obviously, they've got Dawson Knox there as well. But I think, this, I think that's really interesting. And I do really like Isaiah McKenzie. Again, like he's, he's playing all the snaps with Josh Allen. Super fast. He had that one huge game when he filled in for Cole Beasley. 184 targets up for grabs. Again, they're not all going to Gabriel Davis. Let's talk about the Bills' backfield here. I thought that um, – I thought we actually got clarity here. Mm. And to me, it's, it's Devin Singletary, right? I, people are going to see, oh, Zach Moss got the goal line carries and got the touchdowns, whatever, mm. but he's playing with, like, the second team. When Josh Allen was on the field, Devin Singletary played every snap. Yep. To me, Devin Singletary is the guy. Like, if you are, if you are looking for a, um, a running back here, like, to me – if you're if you're if you're targeting the backfield of the Buffalo Bills, I don't know. I want Devin Singletary. I want no part of Zach Moss. He was, by the way, a healthy scratch. And I don't mind James Cook, by the way, is like a in that J.D. McKissick, James White, third down PPR kind of flex play. Yep. But that's about it. This is Devin Singletary's job. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, look, none of these guys are particularly inspiring just because of how pass heavy that Bills offense is. Like, if you're looking at the Bills offense, it's Josh Allen and the receivers, but. Yeah, there's a lot of love for James Cook. His offensive rookie of the year odds have been shortening, but I think there's a number of rookie running backs in front of him in terms of the volume that they're going to get. And then, yeah, Singletary's the guy who's going to get the most carries, but, you know, what's his ceiling? Can he get to, like, 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns at best? Totally agree. And then, um, so we're on the same page there with the Bills. And, by the way, I mean, again, Singletary isn't costing that much. Like, no. I'm not, a, I'm not yeah. the biggest Devin Singletary fan, yeah. but I think because there's – People, there's perceived unclarity in that backfield. Yep. He's actually a discount. And I, I'm telling you, it's the Devin Singletary show. We saw it towards the end of last year, yep. and preseason seems to be um, specifically that as well. Uh, breaking news into mm. the – we need to name this bar. <laughs> like, right now it's the into the happy hour, but you can't really call the happy hour. Into the – like, we need to name this bar. We're looking for names for the bar. So Sponsored the, Yes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, also, also available, your, your logo here, just <laughs> so you know. Anyway, you see it here on your screen, but if you're listening audio-wise, breaking news into this unnamed bar just before we started, Baker Mayfield has been named the starter of the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Jay, this was expected. Yeah, not a big shock that Sam Donald doesn't win the job. 
Right. I think, look, in terms of like setting lines in the preseason, like we don't really wait too much of the preseason. The right. only thing that was really going to shift lines was if the Panthers were dumb enough to make Sam Donald their starting quarterback, right. in which case it would have shifted entirely against them. But Baker Mayfield, I think he was always going to be the guy. Uh, he's a lot better than Sam Donald. I like Baker Mayfield to win comeback player of the year this year. Oh, what if are the he, odds on that? Do you know that? Yeah, he's 10 to 1. 10, 10 to, to 1, 1 on comeback player of the year. And the Panthers are like 4 to 1 to make the playoffs. I think if Baker Mayfield leads them to the playoffs, then he just wins comeback yeah, right. player of the year. What, what's a better story than that as a comeback? It's I, pretty... Yeah, yeah I think he's the guy. I like that at ten to one. By the way, and obviously plays the Browns in Week One. He's he's yeah. going to face uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, I think he'll be motivated here. For me, what I think the the Baker Mayfield news we've kind of expected. Baker Mayfield's not a fantasy option, but he won, what he does do mm. is he elevates that offense. DJ Moore has had over twelve hundred scrimmage yards each of the last three seasons. He's the only wide receiver in the NFL that can say that, but he's only had four touchdowns. Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback. Yep. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, and the questions are, can he be a franchise guy? We'll see. But he's a competent professional quarterback who has supported fantasy-relevant wide receivers. So I have D.J. Moore as a top 13 play this year. He moved way up for me. He, he's much more of a lower-end wide receiver one than the low-end wide receiver two that he was being drafted at prior to Baker coming to Carolina. I have Chris McCaffrey as a top two back as well. And we'll see if he can unlock Robbie Anderson or Terrence Marshall, any of the other complimentary pass catchers there in Carolina. Yeah, well, Robbie Anderson's the interesting one to me because if there's any quarterback that can unlock him, Baker Mayfield loves throwing it deep, almost to his detriment at times. And yeah. that's Robbie Anderson's game. There you go. So we will see if he can suddenly bring back Robbie Anderson from the fantasy dead. Jay Crouch and Matthew Berry hanging out with you all hour long. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour right after this. I'm already drunk. <laughs> Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big money at What I saw in Green Bay was Romeo Dobbs, the fourth-round pick from Nevada, uh, all over the field, getting tremendous respect from veteran defensive backs after catches. You know, going up to him and tapping his helmet, you know, fist-bumping, whatever. And you can tell that the respect is there. They think that this guy is a big-timer and is going to play a big role right away. That was our own Peter King, of course, uh, the author of Football Morning in America, Ultimate NFL Insider, 
uh, from training camp on our Roto World Draft Guide show, which you haven't seen. You can check that out. It's now on the new NFL on NBC YouTube channel. Go check that out. Please subscribe. Um, and so you can see that. But Peter King knows people. Yeah. And he, when he goes to Packers camp and he says, hey, Romeo Dobbs is getting a ton of respect. And then you sit here and you look at what he's been doing in the preseason, right? At least three receptions and receiving touchdown in both preseason games. He's been targeted 12 times in, his, uh, in both preseason games. Christian Watson has been banged up, yep. hasn't got the Unsided. field, yep. right? And so um, you sit here and you say, okay, after Alan Lazard, who's the number two? Aaron Rodgers has been talking up Romeo Dobbs. Mm. Now he is a rookie. So my question to you, Jay, is, is like we buying this hype on Romeo Dobbs? Well, the market definitely is because he was 250 to 1 to an offensive rookie of the year a month ago. No one knew who he was. And now he's 15 to 1 and in that kind of top 10 favorites. But wow. I think the thing with Dobbs is he kind of has to be the guy because if he's not and they're rolling with Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, whatever's left of Sammy Watkins, <laughs> that's, right. that's a problem because that's, that's got the kind of vibes of Tom Brady's last year on the Patriots where he's just throwing to a mismatch of guys. But Dobbs has the talent and he can do everything. And I think they're just going to have to sustain the drops. And he's had some drops and that's becoming a story as well. But, I mean, they just don't have anyone else who has that potential on upside. I am, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was a rookie last year that had a couple of bad drops the preseason. <laughs> yeah. Did that work out okay for Jamar Chase? Yeah. I, I'm in on Ro- Romeo Dobbs. I, I love the story here again. Aaron Rodgers is talking him up. You hear Peter King talking him up. By the way, the production is there. And to your point, right, like he makes a lot of plays. If you if you follow Packers beat writers, which I do, they talk about the fact that, you know, um, hey, yes, he's had some bad drops and he's got he's to work on that. But uh, he is making lots and lots of plays. And yep. to your point, like Aaron Rodgers can make anyone great. Yep. He's Aaron Rodgers. So I'm in on Romeo Dobbs as a, uh, as a sleeper. He's currently going as uh, wide receiver 67. He's not even being drafted some, at, at some points on Yahoo. So uh, definitely he is a riser. And I still prefer Alan Lazard, who, by the way, is still way underrated. He's good. Undervalued. Yeah. Yes, Alan Lazard this is good. good. Like, Boring, but good. I'm in, I, I think the entire Packers offense is being completely undervalued in yep. fantasy drafts. Yep. I get it. Devontae Adams was good. I hear you. Mm. And, and he's gone. But you know what? Like, He's still Aaron Rodgers. They're still the Packers. They're still going to win a ton of games. I've talked about this. I love the, the win total over yep. for the Packers to me is like the easiest bet this preseason. Ten and a half. Ten yep. and a half, yep. which, they've, which they've done, you know, each of the last three years. For fun. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another riser, George Pickens, speaking of rookie wide receivers. Again, I think with, with Dubs and Pickens, there are similar stories in that. Talent-wise, they both should have gone earlier in the draft. There were other reasons why they went where they went, but – George Pickens has made some impressive plays in the preseason. And I have this weird theory that their offense is going to be better this year. I think everyone's just like, oh, no, Big Ben. I'm like, Big Ben was an albatross yeah. for them last year. Yeah. Big, Big Ben was like, you talk about the, the ghost of Randall Cobb. Yeah. How, about the, how about the ghost of Ben Roethlisberger out there spooking defenses? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, it was Ben. Like, I mean, just like, like all respect to Ben, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he was bad. Yep. He was bad at football the last two years. Yep, he was. Mr. Trubisky is better yes. now than big Ben Roethlisberger, goes to Ben Roethlisberger was the past two years. And the thing with Trubisky, like if you don't like Pickens for other reasons, like he's got Deontay Johnson and Claypool and the offensive line is bad, that's fine. But I wouldn't use Mitch Trubisky as a reason to write off Pickens because the thing with Trubisky is he can make all the throws. It's just he has a brain fade every 15 yes. plays that is just 
submarines your entire team. But in terms of racking up stats, I think George Pickens, he won't suffer from that. And by the way, Kenny Pickett has looked good in the preseason as well. I yep. think if Trubisky has too many of those brain farts, it'll be Pickett there. And what it's looking like is, it's, the, to me, the anti-George Pickens argument is, to your point, is volume, right? Yep. So you've got Deontay Johnson and uh, Pickens on the outside. They're moving Chase Claypool to the slot, it looks like. And then you've also got Pat Fryermuth, who I like yep. a lot. Um, so, and Najee Harris obviously is involved in the passing game quite a bit. So that's the, the volume is the question. But this has been a pass-heavy offense mm-hmm. last couple of years under Ben. And so was that Ben or was that, is that going to be more um, just that's how they're, how they're running their philosophy? I do think Pickens might be a little bit overdrafted, but as we're talking risers and fallers, absolutely something that it needs to be on fantasy radars. I certainly, I prefer him to Brees Hall or Chris Olave, who are other rookies that are um, that are higher ranked favorites to win rookie of the year yep. and in some cases are getting um, more love all right let's talk about brian robinson here antonio i mean like we're doing <laughs> risers and fallers so we're saying brian robinson's a riser but antonio gibson's a faller dude yeah yeah like he's returning kicks <laughs> i mean it's not good i'm a commander's fan and i think the question has been um is this just trying to send a message to antonio gibson or is this real and I've talked to some sources. It's real. Yeah. This is real. I, I love Antonio Gibson. Do not draft him. Or dra- draft him as Brian Robinson insurance. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be a three-headed monster, and I think Brian Robinson is going to be the head of it. Like, they're still going to use Antonio Gibson, but where he's currently going, where Antonio Gibson is currently going, which is running back 21 on Yahoo, yeah, that's way, way too high. He fumbled in the preseason opener. This is a guy who last year lost six fumbles, led the NFL among running backs in that stat. And I will tell you, just talking to people around the team, there is thoughts inside that team that just basically they feel like Antonio Gibson specifically lost them a couple of games last year Mm. with untimely fumbles in the red zone uh, on the other team. And so Brian Robinson, who comes out of Alabama, find yourself somebody who looks at you the way Washington looks at Alabama players. (laughs) They've got a lot of crimson tide there in the commander's locker room. This is a real thing. Yeah, and I think the thing with Antonio Gibson, yeah, he's a faller, and then the riser, it's not even Brian Robinson, it's just unnamed person next to Antonio Gibson, because yeah. that's how much he's falling. And I think Robinson, he's an interesting comparison to George Pickens in a way, because you know production is all about ability and usage. And I think mm-hmm. we know that George Pickens has the ability, it's just a matter of whether he gets the usage. I think we kind of know that Brian Robinson's getting the usage, just a matter of whether he's got the ability. I mean, he went pick 98 there he seems to be more of a kind of bruiser and he doesn't have to be Jonathan Taylor or anything but do you think he's actually he's good enough to be able to really capitalize on the role I do I do think he is and I think they'll use him smartly I'm a big fan of Scott Turner in the offensive scheme they also brought back J.D. McKissick so I think it's gonna be a bit of a three-headed monster Mm. uh, at running back and I also think that offense will open up a lot more with Carson Wentz under center they had to be conservative last year last couple years because of limited quarterback play right I mean so they had Tyler Heineke who's who's a great story, but he's, he's really a, a backup. Yep. And, and, you know, prior, prior to that, it was Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen. And so now with Carson Wentz, same with Baker Mayfield. Again, I'm not saying you want Carson Wentz in fantasy, but he's a professional quarterback who can make all the throws. And to Terry McLaurin, and they're getting Logan Thomas back, you know, and they've added Jahan Dotson, who's another riser, by the way. He's having a great camp. Him over Curtis Samuel, by the way, just letting you know there. Like, yep. they love Dotson. And, and so this is going to be a much more wide-open offense, I think, than the conservative one we've seen the last couple of years. So I don't know that I would want to go into a season with Brian Robinson as a starting running back for me, 
But as a sleeper, he's absolutely worth taking. And considering their current ADPs, you know, Antonio Gibson is, is a fade at the moment. Uh, Brian Robinson is very much worth a flyer. Damian Pierce, uh, speaking of another riser, mm. Pierce, is, Pierce didn't play last week. And I think it feels like in, in the second preseason game because you feel like, oh, does that mean he's got the running back one job wrapped up already? We saw Mike Florio tweet that exact thing, and I think that's what it means. I would hope so, given his competition. I mean, Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead, not the most intimidating threats at this point. And I think the thing with Pierce, who also another guy who's offensive rookie of the year odds, plummeted. Again, 100 to 1, no one knew who he was a month ago. Now he's shorter than 20 to 1. So Pierce is a guy where I think the, the worry for him is that, you know, how good can you be being a running back on the team that's projected to be one of the three worst teams in the league. I would kind of caution a little bit against that because, I mean, Saquon Barkley had a pretty good rookie year on the Giants, who I think yep. had 5-11, and 11, Pat Shermer mm-hmm. era. Uh, so, Damian Pierce, I don't think he's going to be Saquon Barkley rookie year, but I think that he can get enough stats to outperform his ADP, certainly. Yeah, and I think when they get in close, they'll, they'll, want, to, they'll want to run, by the way. Yep. He's plus 1,700 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yep. I also think that's an interesting bet. Yeah, sure. I mean, Brees Hall is the favorite among the running backs. But after that, there's not really. And I think Brees Hall. I think Brees Hall is a fate. Like I get the talent of Brees Hall. I like mm-hmm. him. But that is that's a bad offensive line that got yep. worse when Mackay Becton got hurt, right? And by the way, look at the usage so far in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Him and Michael Carter are based. I mean, that's a San Francisco coaching staff. They want they want to use multiple running backs. Yep. Like I, everyone thinking that because of the draft capital, Brees Hall is going to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter is not going away. Like, they're going to use Michael Carter. Michael Carter, he's a much bigger threat as well yeah. than Marlon Mack or Rex Burkhead. A thousand percent. So, we're all in on, uh, on uh, Damian Pierce. He's currently going as running back 39, 121st overall on Yahoo. So, I think that's about right in the, in the mid-30 ranges. But uh, when, my, uh, when, when my updated rankings come out, he will be higher. Hmm. Let's, get into, uh, let's get into the fallers and, um, like... Where are you on Traylon Burks? My thing with Traylon Burks is that, so in the first preseason game, yeah. Malik Willis, who takes 80 seconds to throw the ball, he had Traylon Burks yeah. wide open for like a 50-yard bomb and just didn't see him. And if Traylon Burks just gets that pass and catches it, do we think about him completely differently right. in the preseason? I know it's a problem that he was playing in the fourth quarter of games and stuff, but look, I think that it's probably gone a little bit too far on Traylon Burks. And the thing with him is that, it's kind of similar to the Romeo Dobbs thing, but even to more of an extent where if he's not the guy, then who, who's the guy? Like Robert Woods coming off an ACL? Traylon Burks was drafted to fill the A.J. Brown role, and I think he needs to get run almost immediately. I think so. Look, four, four targets in the first two preseason games. I will say that I'm, I'm in on Robert Woods. Hmm. Looks healthy. Yep. You know, he's going to be the number one guy there. We know that that offense can support at least one fantasy-relevant pass catcher here. Remember, they also signed Austin Hooper, who's yep. a very – like, and you don't – you don't sign Austin Hooper to block. <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I'm like, like if you're bringing in Austin Hooper, yeah. you're expecting him to catch passes. And so I actually, like, if I'm drafting a Titans wide receiver, give me Robert Woods. Yep. But I do think the hate on Traylon Burks has gone too far. I will say, though, it is certainly concerning. He is absolutely falling. He is currently going as wide receiver 61. I am at wide receiver 52. So, I mean, like, again, like yep. he's fallen a little bit too far, but I'm outside my top 50. Yeah. Right, so it's a flyer. Um, he is a he is a late round flyer. You know what's great about having your own show, <laughs> Jay? Here we go. Yeah, is that I can just I'm going to give you this piece where we're going to ask you to pronounce this person's oh, last name. No. I don't have to do it. <laughs> I can just make you do it. Yeah, I believe it's pronounced Albert O. 
Yeah. Albert O. Yeah. I Albert that's O. The, that's I apologize to Albert O. Um, <laughs> uh, I always butcher it, and I figure I'd rather just bail on it and uh, then butcher it. A cougar. A boig burnum. No, it's um, anyway. Apologies to South Albert Sounds O. Sounds in Australia. Um, but at any rate, like here's another guy that was playing. Every single, you know, playing with a third team, playing mm. with a second team. Like, you know, he was rotating in with Eric Saubert and Eric Tomlinson, the other Broncos tight ends. Mm. Like, this is a guy that was thought to be a very trendy sleeper tight end with Russell Wilson coming to play quarterback for the Denver Broncos. I'm out. He was, in the, he was playing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Like, when you play in the fourth quarter, like, yeah. they don't care about you. No. That's the special teamers. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and Nathaniel Hackett said he needed reps, and that's why he so, played. But, like... When he needs reps, that's that's also not a good sign. That You're was, seeing him in practice. That was the thing, saying he needs reps. Like, the season starts in two weeks. Is he going to have enough reps by then? Because he's not going to get the practice reps in week one against the Seahawks with Russell yeah. Wilson, a quarterback. So, yeah, I think he's uh, he's a big fade. Another follower is Ken Walker through no fault of his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's dealing with a hernia injury. Pete Carroll didn't reveal too much about the procedure. I will say, though, that... Pete Carroll wasn't, like, super enthusiastic about it. The only reason I bring that up is, like, Pete Carroll's <laughs> super enthusiastic about everything. Yeah. Breakfast, right? lunch, dinner. Oh, all his players. like, every injury. Yeah. Like, Pete Carroll is the guy. I'm older than you, but, like, do you ever see, uh, you know, you ever see the Monty Python movie, like, you know, where it's just, where it's just like, ah, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Your <laughs> arm's cut off. Ah, it's just a flesh wound. Right? You know, like, literally, that's Pete Carroll. Yeah. Like, you know, like... Guy could guy could walk in with both arms cut off. Yeah. It's, it's flesh wound. He'll be out there yeah. Saturday. Yeah, like I, you know, like um, so the fact that he wasn't like super enthusiastic about Ken Walker gives me a little bit of pause. They say he's expected to be ready to go week one. I feel like he won't be, but even still, it's a rookie running back on an offense that we think is going to struggle. Hmm. That's going to have whether it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith under center. It's you know it's not a super experienced quarterback, and so I think. Rashad Penny probably needs to go up a round or two. I yep. think Rashad Penny would be a bit of a riser here. Ken Walker, even if he's ready for week one, he's going to miss two crucial weeks of practice here, a couple of weeks of practice in the preseason. Um, I loved Ken Walker because Penny hasn't stayed healthy. Mm. And I do think Kenny, uh, Ken Walker is an interesting flyer late in your draft as somebody like second half of the year. Yep. But uh, certainly a bit of a faller now with the injury news. That is not great. No, I think... So Rashad Penny is really interesting to me because he is the one player that the fantasy and betting markets appear to be most a part of any player in the league. Because Rashad Penny, he's a top 10 favorite to lead lead the NFL in rushing. uh, And that's not being reflected at all in his fantasy draft position. Four of his last five games last year, he got 135 yards at least on the ground. He led the league in yards per carry. And yeah, I get that he's, he's probably going to get injured, but that's not a guarantee. And at his draft position and at some of the numbers out there, like it doesn't matter. Like you're taking a flyer on a guy who led the league in the odds per carry. I think that's a great call. I didn't realize uh, his odds were that uh, to lead the league in rushing. Because, yeah, I mean, he was a monster down the stretch. It's unbelievable. Like, Pete Carroll wants to, I mean, remember, let Russ cook. Yeah. Like, and so <laughs> if he wouldn't let Russ throw the ball, what do you yeah. think he's going to do with Drew Locke or Geno <laughs> yeah. Smith? Like, they're going to lead the league in handoffs. Like, yeah. this is going to be a very run-heavy offense. And so if Rashad Penny can stay healthy, hmm. like, we know about the talent. We saw it last year down the stretch. He was fantastic. He led a lot of fantasy managers to titles down the stretch last year. Uh, while Ken Walker's out, Travis Homer, DJ Dallas will be the, uh, the fill-ins as well. But, yes, Penny is who you want in Seattle. When we come back, we are doing a, we're doing a thing – 
We're doing a thing where we're looking through every division, like the biggest fantasy questions for every division, and starting off uh, us here on week one, day one, is uh, the NFC East. Commanders fan. I'm a Commanders fan. Can we get rid of the Cowboys <laughs> picture in the, in the break? We're back after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. I just don't see if Ezekiel Elliott is healthy, right? That that locker room, that right. Mike McCarthy, that because that Jerry Jones is all about that team, right? Yeah. I mean, like mm-hmm. that that team all runs through. I don't see Jerry coming down and saying, "Zeke, you carry Tony's lunch." Three hours of fantasy goodness can be seen. That clip right there is from our Rotor World Draft Guide show. It was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Check it out right now on the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. Please subscribe like and comment that's what all my kids say like I, you know my i have 10 year old daughters uh. and um they watch you know tons of youtube mm. and so like every influencer on youtube is like please like subscribe and comment yeah. and so my daughters who have no followers or even a youtube <laughs> channel but like they'll like they'll make like little videos on their phone and blah 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 you know and they're talking about our dog or something like that please like subscribe and comment i'm like to what <laughs> to your phone like, they have no – anyway, that's uh, my daughter's. But, yes, we do, we do actually have a channel, the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. We just started it. Please like, subscribe, and comment. Rotor World Draft Guide Show is there now. NFC East burning questions. You saw me talking about Ezekiel Elliott. Is Ezekiel Elliott a bargain this year at his ADPJ? I say yes. I say yes as well. And the reason is, is that Ezekiel Elliott is just boring. He's yeah. become so boring. He's like he's, – he's like, to me, he's like Matt Ryan. Or what right. Matt Ryan was like two years ago. It's just like – Everyone has had Ezekiel Elliott on their fantasy team. Right. Not everyone's had Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard's fun. Yeah. He's cool. He gets a lot of yards per carry. He's faster. But I think Zeke, just with the amount of touches that he gets, the amount of red zone carries that he gets, uh, look, he was fifth most red zone touches in the NFL last year. Yeah. I think he is definitely the guy that you want in Dallas, even though he's not that fun. Yeah, and I think that's, I think that's such a big part of it. Fantasy's emotional, right? And yep. so when you're at your draft – and you're right. At some point, you draft Tony Pollard, right? Mm. Everyone in the league, oh, yeah, right? That. You know, you draft Romeo Dobbs. Yeah. I was just like, ooh, yeah. oh, sleeper. Oh, ooh, trendy. <laughs> like, like, you draft Ezekiel Elliott, and it's a yawn. Yes. And it's like, man. It doesn't register. Whatever. Yeah. Whatevs. You know what I mean? But, to your point, his boringness works for you. 
Hmm. Everyone, everyone sits there and goes like, he's a plotter, he's lost a step. Tony Pollard's the exciting one. But I don't know. Look at this guy. That guy looks healthy to me. That's the thing. That's the thing about Ezekiel Elliott. People don't realize this is a guy who tore his PCL in week four last year. Yeah. He still played because he's tough as nails. But weeks one through four last year, last year when he hadn't been uh, hurt, he was the sixth best running back in fantasy on total points. Total points basis. He had four touchdowns in those four games. Nine-nine total yards to your point. He's going to get a ton of work in the red zone. He's going to get a ton of work totally. Yep. Like, this is a guy that's never averaged less than 16 carries a game mm. uh, for his NFL career. He's never had fewer than 1,200 yards from scrimmage in his career. He's one of six running backs in the NFL to have had at least eight touchdowns and 900 rushing yards six straight years. Yep. And, again, we always say follow the money. Mm. Jerry Jones paying him a lot of money this year. Yeah, he's going to play. And, and that – Make no mistake, Mike McCarthy's the head coach. He works for Jerry Jones. Yeah. Jerry says, we're playing Zeke. Yeah, we're playing we're Zeke. We're playing Zeke. And so he may not be the most efficient running back, no. but the volume is there. And considering his current ADP is running back 15, mm. 27th, he's going at the end of the third round. Mm. To me, that's a value. I'm in on Zeke. I like him into the second, top of the third. Uh, I'm good with you, if, especially if you go running, wide receiver in the first round. He's an awesome number two running back for you in fantasy. Another big-name running back who um, has fallen on hard times in the eyes of fantasy managers is Saquon Barkley. Yes, a lot of heartbreak. So, producer question is, as we move to the Giants, does Saquon Barkley's upside outweigh his risks at ADP? I think so. And the main reason is you look at his injuries, and they're mostly unrelated. Like, tearing your ACL, that's just a fluke. Last year, he has the ankle. It seems like he's 100% healthy. He's playing in the preseason for the first time since his rookie season, which is a really good indicator. And he's a generational talent. And we saw what he did in his rookie year. And I think when you're thinking about Saquon, it's just a question of what percentage chance that he replicates his rookie season. If it's 20 25%, then it's probably worth it. And so I really like him at plus 1,500 to win comeback player of the year. Helps that he plays in New York as well, which helps with your rewards because everyone's going to see Saquon Barkley. My concern for him would be if Daniel Jones just tanks that entire team because he has that potential. Could be some Tyrod Taylor action. I think that with Daniel Jones, the thing with him is he's just never had a moment. Do you remember um, Sam Bradford? when he had that game week one, like 2017 against the Saints. Yeah. Had like 340 yards, three touchdowns, right. 90% completion rate. And if you had not watched football in 20 years, then you came in and just watched that week's games. You'd Sam be like, Bradford's the greatest quarterback ever lived. Yeah, you'd be like, all right, the tall guy in New England who wears 12, second best quarterback in the league, Sam Bradford. He's the guy. He's the MVP favorite. Daniel Jones, his most famous moment is tripping over himself on a breakaway touchdown run. He's never had the Sam Bradford game. He's never had anything. And so I think that it could be the end of the tether there. And then you just worry about if that infects Saquon Barkley. See, what's weird is I'm actually not worried about that because new regime, right? Brian Dayball. And so I think they'll put him in position to succeed. That's the other thing about the Giants and Daniel Jones specifically. It's just been such a mess with their coaching staff and their front office. Gettleman just... That's a whole whole other conversation. Mm. But... What I would say here with, with Saquon is, is that if Daniel Jones isn't working, they will put in Tyrod Taylor. And you know what? Tyrod Taylor, again, is a professional quarterback yes. who can run an offense. And so I'm not worried about that. It's yeah, To me, it's, it's Saquon health. But if you're in on Chris McCaffrey at number two, mm. you absolutely need to be on, in on Saquon Barkley at running back 13, which is where he's going on Yahoo, because the same thing, the same upside applies, the same risk applies. Yep. And so I'm in on Saquon. Again, I, I don't. 
I'm not sure I'm in on him at plus 1,500 when comeback player of the year because, to your point, if Baker leads the Panthers to, yes. the, to the playoffs, yep. the Giants aren't going to the playoffs this year. No, probably not. Right. I so think with, with Saquon, what you want. He's a big-name star in a big-name market. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, anyway, we've got to move on to the, uh, to the Eagles here. Beyond Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, who are you targeting on this offense? For me, the answer is no one. I don't mind. <laughs> no, listen. I don't mind, I don't mind Devontae Smith. Um, where he's going. I don't mind, you know, Dallas Goddard is fine. There are other tight ends in that range that I prefer more than Dallas Goddard because it's still going to be a run-heavy offense. Yep. I want no part of the running backs. Miles mm. Sanders will be better yeah. than he was last year. Like, he's not going to go scoreless again this year. But, again, you know I love Jalen Hurts, and so that's a – he's always a threat to take goal line touches away. They do want to use a committee there with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. And so, I mean – Miles Sanders ADP at running back 28. Okay, fine. It's not inspiring. It's Lionel. fine, but it's not inspiring. Like, yeah, I think the problem with 130 rush attempts last year, zero touchdowns. Yeah, and he'll he'll get some touchdowns this year just by accident. But I mean, Miles Sanders is going in the same range as like Rashad Penny. I'd much rather yeah. have Rashad Penny and take that upside. A thousand percent. Yeah. But of those of the other guys, the non-AJ Brown skill position play, like I think Dallas Goddard is the most interesting one, right. just because for efficiency last year. He was, in terms of per route run, he was averaging more yards than any other tight end in the league. The two guys behind him, George Kittle and Mark Andrews. So, pretty good company. So, 100%. I think that he, he has potentially has more upside. He has a ton of upside and yep. no Zach Ertz there, obviously. And so, we'll yep. see. It's just whether with A.J. Brown there and Devontae Smith, do they, do they use Goddard the same way? Because, again, we do think it's going to be a run-heavy offense. And yep. so... Goddard's going like his tight end eight. It's fine. Yep. It's fine. Yep. Um, he's not anyone I'm targeting, but if I wind up with him as my starting tight end, I'm good with it. Let's move to the Washington Commanders. Hail the Commanders. Hail victory. <laughs> Can Terry McLaurin thrive with Carson Wentz as his quarterback? Thrive is an aggressive word. It's a really, really positive the word. Yes. The answer is yes. I think this is my show. The with, answer is yes. <laughs> with Wentz. Yeah. We talk about emotion affecting decisions like Ezekiel Elliott being boring. Carson Wentz has such a stench around him yeah. because of how he exited Philadelphia and Indianapolis and what he did in those last two games last season. I mean, come on, look at this. Like he's <laughs> running with no defenders and he catches <laughs> yeah. the ball. Everyone looks like the second guy. Right, exactly. Yeah. How good does he look right here in this one video of him running a route with absolutely no defenders around him and catching the ball? Yeah. Um, but look, you've been saying it a lot. Carson Wentz, he's a professional quarterback. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. That's here. It's just he ended the season so badly. That's what everyone remembers. People don't think about like the headline stats, which were largely fine. Uh, look, I, Terry McLaurin got paid in the offseason, and there's a reason why. He mm. is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. 130 targets in consecutive seasons. One of only six wide receivers that can say it. Only, one of only nine wide receivers to have at least 1,000 receiving yards in consecutive seasons. Yeah. Again, look at who his quarterbacks have been. Yeah. Taylor Heineke. Right? I mean, you know, Dwayne Haskins, Kyle Allen, Alex Smith. Like, mm. Carson Wentz is the best quarterback Terry McLaurin has ever played with, and it's not close. Yep. And, and so, as you see here on your screen, he, he, he's <laughs> caught passes from Colt McCoy and Garrett Gilbert, Case Keenum. In addition to the aforementioned Kyle Allen, Dwayne Haskins, and Taylor Heineke. Has it been so, fun being a Commanders fan since 2019? It hasn't been fun being a Commanders fan in the last 20 years, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, but uh, that's a rant for another day. I just feel like they have more weapons that they, that they have to pay attention to. And so maybe targets go down slightly, but they're going to be a lot more efficient. Yep. Think about Michael Pittman, who had 129 targets last year. Over 1,000 receiving yards, six receiving touchdowns, right? I mean, so I, I just think Michael Pittman, who was a top 20 wide receiver under Carson Wentz last year and sort of a coming out party, and I think 
I think as much as I like Pittman, I think McLaurin's a better wide receiver. Yeah. And I think he will get targeted more um, than Pittman did last year. I think they, I think Indy was much more run-heavy than Washington will be this year. That's what I was going to say. Antonio Gibson plus Brian Robinson doesn't equal Jonathan Taylor. This is, uh, this is factually correct. When we come back, mm. my fantasy football ride or die. You guys have been waiting all offseason for it. Or maybe you have it. Maybe you've just ignored. Maybe you moved on with your lives. I'm not an idiot fan anymore. So you're like, where's Barry? But whatever. Either way, fantasy ride or die next segment when we return. Take advantage of our preseason special and get the draft guide for just $5 when you use promo code DRAFTGUIDE at checkout on NBCSportsEdge.com. Slash draft guide. Draft guide, by the way, all one year word when you're using it. I, I, got to, I, I should not do shots before the show. Draft guide, all one draft word. Guide, which it is. At checkout. By the English language. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, just so you know, World, Road to World Fantasy Football Draft Guide now available. Promo code draft guide. Get it for just five bucks. Jay Croucher here with me, Matthew Berry, on the Fantasy Football Happy Hour, the debut episode. Do you think we get a second? I think Dude, so. Can we get it yeah. right back tomorrow? Yeah, short, short odds. Like minus 500. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, I don't know if they'll give us more jerseys. I think they're like, you haven't earned anything more than the Pennington jersey. I don't understand the Pennington jersey because you're a Commanders. You're a Commanders fan. Chad Petty doesn't really inspire fantasy football chat because of his dynamic rushing threat and it everything. Does not. Speaking of rushing threat, time mm. for my fantasy football ride or die. I've done this for a number of years here. Last year, Austin Eckler was yeah. my fantasy football ride or die. Worked that out. worked out. Um, you know, we've had some good hits over the year. Kareem Hunt's rookie year, Jason, uh, J- Josh Jacobs' rookie year. My fantasy football ride or die is basically my way, of, my guy saying, hey, every draft I can, I'm leaving with this guy. This is the guy that I believe in the strongest. My fantasy football ride or die in this year, it's Jalen Hurts. Mm. I mentioned him on Football Night in America. He is on the cover of the aforementioned Roto World draft guide right here. Uh, all in on Jalen Hurts. You think about last year. Through the first seven weeks of the season, Jalen Hurts was the second-best quarterback in fantasy. Okay? And the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. Most rushing yards by a quarterback last season. And so I think people say about Jalen Hurts, are like, ah, you know, he's not accurate. Mm-hmm. Can he be a franchise quarterback? Can, should Philadelphia move on? Well, they haven't. They didn't draft anyone, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about Gardner Minshew or no. whatever, right? No. You know, this is Jalen Hurts' team. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. They have a really easy schedule, actually, as well. So I think he will get off to a hot start, and I think NFL-wise, he'll get some confidence. Philadelphia sports radio callers will start, you know, stop calling for him to be benched. I look at another quarterback who early in his career was saying, oh, we know about the athleticism and the rushing ability, but what about the accuracy? And that's Josh Allen. So Josh Allen, in his second season of the NFL, if you compare Josh Allen's second season of his NFL to Jalen Hurts' second season, right? Which was last year. Jalen Hurts coming out of his second season. Jalen Hurts, better completion percentage, more passing yards, more rushing yards, same touchdown rate per game, same interception rate. What they do in year three, they give Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, he became the number one quarterback in fantasy. What do they do for Jalen Hurts going into year three? They give him A.J. Brown, a close personal friend in addition to being an elite fantasy wide receiver. Jalen Hurts is my fantasy football ride or die. Let's go. Let's ride. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. And I like buying into the Eagles in general. And it's really... Obviously, I made the upgrades, but then it's also just about the schedule. I start with the Lions, and then it's like they play the Lions 16 more times. Like, it's just, there is so much on that schedule for him to eat against. 
I like the Eagles at plus 1,500 to get the one seed. I don't think they're going to be the best team in the NFC, but I think they have a really good chance to be the best record in the NFC just because of their division and the schedule. And, yeah, Jalen Hurts has got all the upside in the world. He was, he was going as QB8. Since I've started talking him up, he's now up to QB7. I have him at QB4, and I have him higher in the overall ranks as well. I, again, and I think range of outcomes is number one quarterback in fantasy. He's my fantasy football ride or die. I know you've got a ride or die for this year as well. Yeah, can I do one? Yeah. All right. So, my guy, similar rushing threat. He's a bit faster than your guy. Yep. Lamar Jackson. He is faster and, than And, uh, look, I think people have kind of moved on a little bit too quickly from Lamar Jackson being like a top seven quarterback in the league. And I still think it's not that long ago that he won a unanimous MVP. I still think he's the Stephen Curry of football. I still think he is the guy who bends defenses in the most unique way. People are worried about their lack of receivers. I'm not. You've got Mark Andrews, who might be the best tight end in the league. I think Rashad Bateman is going to be really good. Isaiah Likely looks like the greatest player in the history of football, if you go yep. on what he did he, last night. Right, he's a, he's a riser, yep, Isaiah yep. Likely. And then you've got an offensive line that was really banged up last year. There was just weird stuff happening to Lamar last year. He's always sick. Yeah. He's missing games because he's sick. Then he gets his ankle, and then he's just injured. The whole team is banged up. I think that this year, with that division as well, the Browns not being, they're not going to be a threat without Deshaun Watson. I think that he has a really good chance to... To win the division with the Ravens, to win MVPs, 20 to 1 to win MVP. Okay. He's also, what I like even more, 20 to 1 to win Offensive Player of the Year. Because he's probably going to throw some picks and get some fumbles, which hurts you for MVP. But he has a chance to get 5,000 yards of total offense. He was on pace for 4,000 yards passing, over that, over 1,000 yards rushing. So I think that uh, Lamar Jackson will be the guy. I like the call here. Obviously, I have Hurts higher, but I think Jackson has a monster year. He played 11 full games last year. 21.7 fantasy points per game in those games. He would have been the fourth best quarterback in yep. fantasy on a points per game basis last year. That is our debut show for Jay Croucher. I am Matthew Barry. Listen, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We will be back tomorrow if they haven't canceled us. Thanks so much. Have a drink. Cheers. Peace out. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, They'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 